0: Had so many historic days already in 2021, and here comes another for St Johnston as Turkish giants Galatasaray come to town in the Europa League third qualifying round second leg. The ties poised that won all after last week's heroics in Istanbul, so the Saints have got to fancy their chances. This is an award for not only the players in Callum, but the, the supporters of St Johnston who were denied the opportunity to get to see the team lift two Cups last season. This is the best atmosphere I've ever heard here. This is St Johnson fans at their home pitch, and this
1: is the best I've ever heard of. This is McDermott Park like you've never seen or heard it before. Tack to the Gunnels for just about the biggest game this stadium has seen. I'll tell you what, I've never struggled to hear myself think inside McDermott Park before. What a racket ahead of a momentous game I look into the window of my mind St so Johnston there to get us underway Reflections of the fears I know Picked up now by Jurkoglou Now it's Dianja, he's in behind him Dianja yes. slots home And there's the goal, St dreading I can't feel my soul Deep one for Kerr, who wins it. It's a difficult one for the keeper! <laughs> <laughs> yes, What's the decision <laughs> what on. in for Kerr? It's a Jon back at level 10. Here's Chris Keane. What have you done today to make you feel proud? It's never too late to try. What have do. you done today to make me feel proud? he scored And Galatasaray back in front. There's Figoli. He could kill it here! That is a fine finish, you have to see. A well-worked goal. And it is a long way back now for St Johnston. The exit of the cake as far as... Oh, how did that end up in the back of the net? Really lovely finish by Kilic. Of at the back as St Johnston tried to clear. Well that score line looks cruel on St Johnston. It's going to be a consolation for St Johnston, surely Something for those on fans to cheer. There's O'Halloran who it over a line.
2: Nice for the fans to cheer a goal at the end of the game as well.
1: Well, they turned up in the thousands tonight in Perth to watch their team to cheer them on against a huge name in European football. What have you done today Johnston to fans proud of their team. It has been some 12 months for Carl Davis and Hanson Johnston, League Cup, Scottish Cup, and now. For the money, but at Park this evening. It is finished on the What have you taken away from these legs? Just a bit a good side. What about the fans here this evening. How fantastic was it to see a full house here?
3: Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, They've turned down their numbers and they've really cheered us on. It's the first time I've played in front of such a good crowd to be fair and it's just you can't beat it. It just makes it all worthwhile and, they, and hopefully they had a good day out even though they weren't, weren't to get through in the end.
1: Callum, can
0: you sum up your emotions for us this evening? Uh, got so much, I'm very proud of course. Callum Davidson quite rightly, very very
3: proud of his team's performance tonight. And Johnston gave it absolutely everything, but they are out of the Europa League. Good Afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this in the UK or abroad, it's the dream team, Sam and Dan.
0: Like Carl Fletcher, Ryan Naismith and Louis Amor Rodriguez. We are the dream team. <laughs> Indeed. Linda Block, that could be Lynn. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. Much. Pretty much that with a name, ain't not
3: you? It's episode 26 of Dogger Saints, and unofficial St. Johnson podcast. Oof, what a what a week. The week that was, um, uh, how are you doing anyway, mate? You okay? I'm a wee bit ropey, a wee bit ropey, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just feeling the effects of the, the Galatasaray game. I think I'm feeling the effects, because I had my granny's funeral on the Wednesday, and I was blutered, and then yeah. the football on Thursday, and I was pissed. But uh, I'm just washed out now, I'm just knackered, just in my bed. I had to do a two and a half hour drive to landmark, which I wasn't even convinced it was going to be open.
0: <laughs> I'm astonished it was open given this is 24 hours on from the runaway train you know running taking up. its role a little too <laughs> literally
3: <laughs> literally running away
0: I hope everyone's alright that was involved there on Thursday but
3: but my mate Andy described me and Lin as ghouls <laughs> for wanting to go up there I, one it's a good description <laughs> I'm going with it I did, absolute ghoul cool. yeah I did suggest him a, um, if he's ever in Paris there's a crack in a motorway tunnel that is worth seeing <laughs>
1: Don't you
0: talk about the Queen of Hearts like that! <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I, we'll,
3: we'll move on. We'll move on swiftly. How are you feeling today, Dan?
0: Um, much in the same boat as you, except I didn't have to go to Landmark. Yeah, that's true. Didn't realise how... I was fucking heaving as well. Mobbed. You'd seen this before. I'm absolutely astonished anyone turned up but there I'm, today.
3: I think it's because everybody got a free £3 voucher for food.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drive all the way up to Landmark for that. I um I made it into the office for half eight and swiftly left. Nice. Because I had one thing to do in the office, and then I was just like, I'm gonna work from home the rest of the day because I stink. A bit beery. Uh, yeah, probably at that stage was still a little bit beery. Um, it was, but why not? Why not? It was an occasion.
3: Not the result we wanted, but the wee montage at the start. It, was. it kind of did sum up what we think about the team.
0: I don't have a small. You don't hear from her anymore. And I think, we're, I think we're a poorer society for it. Lynn met Heather small.
3: She is literally small. She's tiny. Is she? Yeah, really small, yeah. She's about the same height as Lynn. And Lynn's five foot, I call.
0: Well, it's tiny. Anyone who saw that picture of me and you flanking Lynn. Um, D- what, that we doing put what to Twitter, Lynn? Twitter, flanking. F- right, On okay. either side of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. <Gotcha. laughs> okay. Right. I really need to think about the words that I'm saying and what these words rhyme with yeah. and what they can be misconstrued as.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> Spike the
0: Monkey! <laughs> First mention. There it is. Yeah, so I, I didn't quite realise how tiny it is. I know I'm a big lanky fucker. Yeah.
3: Should,
0: yeah. We, should we dive straight into the game? Yeah, let's.
3: Six-goal thriller. Very much like St. Johnson Monaco, except there was a one-goal swing in Galatasaray's favour. St. Johnson 2, Galatasaray 4. What? I'm not even bothered. I genuinely not. I think the size of their centre backs when they came out, I was like, "Holy shit, they are fucking huge!
0: Salute man mountains." Aye, it was like land of the giants that team. It was unbelievable. And Saints just looked smaller. Saints just looked like normal, normal blocks who happen to play football. They were absolute specimens. <laughs> they were absolute specimens. The
3: Rafael Nadal of football. He's a specimen. Have you ever seen him with a with no top on?
0: Yeah. He's his, his big arms, I suppose you got all our big arms to get all the needles in there. <laughs> wow. Allegedly.
3: Right, well, so we've already said Princess dies, death spot is a tourist attraction and Nadal is a junkie. So we're doing well for the first five minutes of the podcast so far.
0: I don't think anyone from the Royal Family staff or... Not that they care.
3: I've got a story. What? This is something I didn't know. Um, my granny's funeral, she was seven of eight. Oh. Do you know where I'm going with this? I told you on Thursday. I this, yeah. Yeah, so... We're at the wedding, and she went, uh, Ruth Miller was seven of eight children. She's with her brothers, Peter, sisters, Rita, Ella. No, Rita, Ella, and Ruth are still pretty young, trendy names. And Donald, Peter, and Mungo. <laughs> I had a great uncle oh no. Mungo. Uncle Mungo Miller. What a fucking great name that is. <laughs> Not Miller, is it? Uh Malik. Mungo Malik, he would have been. That's even better. Yeah, and do you know what he did for a living? Go on. He's the Queen's pharmacist. What? So if, if the Queen was going to Africa or anything in the country, she'd get all the medication and he would be the one to prescribe it. Here you go. On yourself, Mungo. On yourself, Mungo. The staunch Mungo Malik. The only other time I've ever heard the name Mungo is Mungo Jerry, as in of the summertime fame.
0: And you got women, you got women on <laughs> your mind.
3: The lyrics of that song is also bizarre. If your daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If your daddy's poor, just
0: do what you feel. That's a bit harsh. We all know me, as I'm trying to portray myself as some sort of working class hero of like, there is a lot of classism for Mongo in those lyrics that I don't like, but what? it has a jaunty rhythm.
3: It does have a jaunty rhythm, but yeah, if, if you don't have any money, he is going to do what he wants to you. He's not going to treat you right. He's sull- sullying the good name of Mungo.
0: That's a name reserved for Royal Pharmacists. <laughs> Indeed it is, but anyway. <laughs> staunch, staunch Royal pharmacist
3: brilliant i'm still laughing i'd like my shoulder started going <laughs> in the, the front row of the creme and my Ellen uh, had to elbow me and tell me to shut up i just couldn't get out of my head
0: it's all right at least you're like the the pope who was doing your your grand's funeral um uh, at least he got it right at my granddad's funeral i've are going back an awful long time now Probably D- going back about 18 years the guy <laughs> the geezer just he referred to him by the wrong name called him ronald williamson Ah. Uh. Claimed upon his retirement, he took us all on a holiday to Scotland. He didn't. He took us all on a holiday to Disneyland, nope. and forgot one of my sisters and two of my cousins when they were going on about the grandkids. She
3: referred to my uh, my son as Noel, wasn't I'm, ideal.
0: I'm going to start referring to
3: Noel, as Noel. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have been mucking around with them in the pub. That sounds dodgy. Eh? I'll, I'll reword this quickly because yeah, you couldn't shake them after that. Anyway, you will not get he away. Just, new best friends. He
0: just kept not me with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. No, that was the other one. That was a little one. Miles, thumbs up, Miles my thumbs up miles kept hitting me with Mickey Mouse I think Noel who kept hitting me with Brogan
3: yeah oh on the subject of miles um, you may notice that on our YouTube channel we've not been uploading the videos recently nori who does our YouTube videos has recently had a, a baby boy also called miles strong name so congratulations to to nori the videos will be back up very very soon
0: so what well, we got to the game yeah now we've uh, now we've established why old nori's been nori's been slacking that's it tell you who never slacked Mungo Mungo didn't slack you know what there's a reason the Queen's um, still kicking about at 96 right because ro- of Mungo the Royal Pharmacist the Royal Pharmacist I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm astonished by that news
3: Galatasaray we have got to the point where the, the players are out and they're they're very very big but Let's go to the atmosphere in the ground. The Fair City Unity did a flag display inside the ground, filled the stand with flags. That it was amazing. It was brilliant. Well done to those guys. Superb.
0: Fantastic. And I was actually thinking, I was a little bit jealous that I wasn't in the in the thick of it in there. I was in the main stand. But what it did give me was a chance to just to see it yep. sort of full on, and it was it looked fantastic. And I think what I, before we start analysing the game. I'll say analyse it if we analyse anything Before we start talking about the actual football itself I think we need to give A, a big shout out to the people of Perth and all the Saints you know anyone with an affection for Saints who to sell that ground out in the space of a couple of days was just unbelievable and the people and it's a testament to this team that the people you know maybe haven't been to McDermott for a long time or anything like that that they managed, you know, they felt, you know, this was the time to go back. This would be, what an event it, they could make it. And they certainly did that. But hand in hand with that, what an effort from, what an effort from everyone at the club. Yeah, the office staff.
3: I don't know how many people were involved, but it was a frightening level of, managed to shift about 7,000 tickets, six or 7,000 tickets in two days or two and a half days.
0: Just ridiculous. And you know what? People were obviously getting antsy and getting a bit edgy um, about, you know, can I get a ticket? Can I do this and that? But by and large, I think everyone got catered to. They will have, you know, dealt with it in the way that they always do. Thoroughly professional and thoroughly nice people uh, work in the office at Saints. Uh, apart from Sam Porter, you know. Friend of the show, Sam Porter. Friend
3: of the show, Sam Porter. I was actually going to email Saints because I got a match the magazine yesterday and looked at the sponsor sex, section. Shection. That's two weeks running, I can't see the word section. 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 And Elliot Parish's home shirt is sponsored by... Myself, Sam Miller, which, as we know, is not the case. It's the, I have been, in the words
0: of Chris Eubank, I have suffered immensely, but I don't complain. That's the game. But you should complain. But yeah, if somebody wants to change it
3: to Dogger Saints podcast, that'd
0: be great. But I've always, yeah, got, be- I've always
3: got that programme now, though. I can always just say.
0: Yeah. That was in the Galatasaray one, was it? Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. You can't, your name's it in the bloody Galatasaray programme. Anyway. Yeah. The game.
3: St. Johnson two, Galatasaray four. Let's talk about the first half. They were all right.
0: Saints were good. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, not well organised. Few changes to the line a Few surprises. He went with the big call was dropping Rooney, and yeah. it was a drop-in. Um, and playing Brown at right. Well, I say it was a drop-in. It was a bit of a horse's horse's pick because as we sort of touched on last week, Rooney did struggle a little bit defensively.
3: Yeah. Brown's more of a, a, proper de- I'd say a proper defender. really is a proper defender, but more defensive-minded.
0: Yeah, I think Callum basically said that prior to the game um, when asked about I think he said James Brown probably more what they were looking for defensively. Probably a similar pick on the other side because Callum Booth, who was at, absolutely exceptional against Mudwell, as we touched on, um, he played ahead of Reese Devine, who obviously played in the first leg, and by and large did very, very well. There uh, it was obviously an enforced change Spoony was out which was a massive shame and um, so that meant a bit of a rearrangement in midfield McCann on the left Middleton was not cup tied but hadn't been registered before the first leg so O'Halloran came back in obviously played in the first leg and then Muzz and Liam in midfield and yeah it was exactly what it was, it was tight it was organised they didn't really look like breaking us down a few shots
3: straight at Xander Clark. They, yeah. they did get the one break where I think Kerr kind of tried to clear up the park and it came off a boy. They're passing again though, seeing it in the flesh. They oh, can move that ball around. They're a superb so footballing outfit. There's no question.
0: The the pace they move the ball at, the the speed they play the game at was just it was very noticeable. I think that was the most noticeable aspect. There's, Probably there, over the two legs. I'd say, particularly last night, and whether that was just because it was in the flesh, because you do see a bit more in the flesh than on the telly. Um, You do get a bit more of a wider sense for the game. Yeah, I thought they moved it about very quickly. And then, yeah, obviously, then they broke.
3: But before we get get to the break, I just want to touch on uh, two bookings in the first half, one for Liam Craig, one for Murray Davidson. Now, both of these were given for... I think Murray Davidson was given for a dive. From when I was sitting in the Ormond stand, it looked like he got absolutely siphoned in half.
0: It was right in front of us. It was right in front of where we were sat in the main stand. I've
3: not seen it back.
0: It was... Siphoned would be a bit strong, but he got he got clipped. It was enough to take him down. It yeah. was a free kick. The last thing in the world it was was a dive. And there was absolutely no benefit in him diving. He had the run on the lad. Hence why the lad... Sort of took him down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: flipped him. So, yeah, that was a strange one. Liam's one. It was more. It was more his reaction
3: to the referee. I think angry Liam syndrome.
0: I think that's what it was. Uh, I thought, I thought he was quite, quick to get his card out, but whether Liam had sworn at him or said something, uh-huh. like, something which you probably just get a telling off. In, you know, that was you know. That was against Moval on Sunday. And he probably got a telling off for it. He probably did it against Moval on Sunday and got a telling off for right? <laughs> Probably. So, um,
3: and the third one was, it, it was a booking for, I can't, the name forgives me, uh, escapes me for the Galatasaray player. Chris Kane uh, broke and got clipped. He could. I've watched that one back and he could have been the last man. I don't know whether the guy in the the park could have came over to clean it, but he was booked. The guy stayed down for ages, obviously, by a bit of sympathy, by the looks of it, yeah. but... That could have that could have been a red, a soft red. I don't could think he was
0: yeah, I don't think the staying down really made any difference. I think he was just always going to get booked anyway. At the time, and I heard after the game, I heard Richie Foster, he was doing the, the coverage again for sports scene. Uh, I heard Richie Foster say, Oh, it's because he was so far up, you know, it's so far up the pitch that was it, and then someone had looked into the law and all that, and there is mitigation for how far away from goal you are. But the more I look at it, so when it first happened, I did think maybe a lad was coming right to cover. I've looked back at it a couple of times since, and every, more and more I look at it, the more and more I think it was a red card. The lad sort of covering isn't getting round. There's no chance he's getting round. There's no attempt to win the ball. It was cynical. He knew what he was doing. I'm, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced it was a red card. But it was, I, I don't like going on about refs. That was a bizarre refereeing performance, not just for us, he had a few that went the other way that were just surreal. It was probably a bit of a lesson in. I think Galatasaray knew that standard of refereeing a little bit better. I think they used it a little bit more. Shite, soft to be honest with you. Where were they from? The officials.
1: Yeah,
0: no idea. Istanbul, that looks of me. <laughs> Uh No, I've just, I've literally just said it was. It, there was some shockers went the other way as well. So you're right. It was a, it was a strange performance from the officials. But they did score, they did break. They did. It was a bit of a, ended up being a bit of a recurring theme through the night. we just got caught cold. In the end, the lad got the run on Jamie McCart. It was a good ball through, didn't get dealt with. The lad then got the run on Jamie McCart and one-on-one was under. there, put it through his legs. He could have put it anywhere he wanted, I think. It was disappointing because we had been sort of very good defensively. It was a bit of a disappointment, really, to concede like that. But the lad, the lad took it awfully well.
3: Oh, he's a massive guy, ran through, he, he played well all night, That yeah, I knew that's the, the same one, but it was only seven minutes. Uh, sorry, I've just checked, the refro is Andrus Trimanis from Latvia. Oh, that well-known footballing hotbed. <laughs> the, the very, very same. Remember we used to do doggers on tour, that was a good feature.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, like, I like doggers on tour.
0: We're going to have to start coming up with a rotation. I think so.
3: Seven minutes, that's all we had to wait until we got our... I thought it was going to be a long night, but Ali McCann won the corner, took the corner. Jason Kerr got a good connection. The goalkeeper turned to shit. And for a guy who's six foot seven, had absolutely zero command of his box. Kane gave him a nudge, got the header on, and it cleared the line. At the time, I didn't know whether it had cleared the line. I've seen it back, and it was well over. Yard over the line.
1: Yeah,
0: I think what they were claiming for was a foul on the goalkeeper, on Sipe. I don't know where they've got him from, because it was Burke. Who came on last? Obviously, Ladi got sent off last week. Was suspended. Burke remained on the bench, which was probably a good thing for them. <clears throat> so this lad CPA. Actually, the BBC have given him the goal. I've given it to Chris Kane. They've given him the own We've put it down as an own goal from the keeper. But yeah, I, it was a busy biz- Obviously, they're trying to put pressure on the ref after he's given the goal to give a to give it as a foul. But I didn't. I've watched it back a few times. I've just not seen a foul. But I've, I mean, a very very good goal. And I thought it was a, Jason Kerr did exceptionally well to get it back in the mixer. How good was he again, by the way? Him and Ali McCann so, all night and Chris Cade. They played brilliantly. They were brilliant. They really did. And, but just when that goal went in and we got it back to all square, that was a buzz. Yeah, the
3: place that was, was a total buzz. Bedlam. Between that and a touch touching the start the Sweet Caroline bit at the start was, I've not heard a, a roar and a sing along like that at a football ground. I watched the BBC coverage back again earlier on tonight and they just talked about how loud. I think they were actually being a bit condescending at some point saying, oh, this is the first time I've ever been at McDermott where I can't hear myself think, blah, blah, blah. But that's a testament to how well-supported Saints are. It borders on a bit fucking, aye, as I say, a bit condescending, I think.
1: Yeah. it's
0: Yeah, you just, you just abide it really, don't you? It's always going to be that little old St Johnston. We went in at half-time, one apiece. I think what happened at the st- from sort of the start of the second half onwards, and Sam, sorry, I hate to correct you mate. Go on. I think Davidson's booking was in the second half because I seem to remember us kicking towards the the North Stand. Oh, okay. We're attacking the North Stand when it happened. But that I'm only saying that because it's going to lead on to the next point. I think the booking started to show. I think the impacts of the booking started to show. And if I could I have one, please forgive me, because I'm going to have one tiny little criticism of Callum Davidson here. I know, I know. I am taking myself out of this, Dan. Distance you. yourself from it. I felt he could have made the change a little bit earlier. I've come, I've come to hate that music. I know, it's haunting. I've come to fucking hate that button. It's hauntingly um, depressing. I, I think he could have got Liam Craig off a little bit earlier. I'm. I'm and I'm only saying this because... I think it started to become a little bit evident that the booking was, I think, could have done with getting McCann into the centre of the park. To be fair, your options for changes were limited. Chuck Ballantyne on in the middle of the park. The lads, you know, not really got an awful lot of, well, any first-team experience at Saints. You know, a few pre-season friendlies and whatnot. That was the only really option in terms of like-for-like, like, unless Muller went in midfield, which I think he can play that. Probably what I would have done was would have got Stevie May on, put him out wide move McCann back into the middle. But I get why I get why they didn't do the change because we're doing really well and the balance. it was obviously so finely balanced. But I do think once Liam and Murray were both on bookings, it started to become a little bit evident in the middle of the park and the change came pretty quickly after Galatasaray went 2-1 up, which was just, again, just cut us apart on the break a little bit. It was actually a counter from them. It was a rare sort of counter and it probably won them the tie it was just a flick from Arda Tram from their captain. Oh, it was just fabulous. He's a player, eh? Oh, he's a, still a player. Still such a player. Just a little back heel into the passive. Um, Actor <laughs> I Just said that really weirdly. Actor <laughs> Koglu. Um, who broke between a couple of defenders and gave Zander no chance? Yeah, the, the, the way he did it was he kept it kind of kept on his left foot, with the outside
3: of his left foot to keep it away from the defenders, and then hit it with the outside of his right to kind of get it past. The it was it was brilliant. The defenders did not have a, Defenders did not have a chance.
0: No, no, of course. It didn't. And as I say, it all came from that ball free from 2 I, I just thought it was. I just thought it was a fabulous, fabulous bit of play. Then. quickly became game over at 3-1. Good goal, that, the third. A very good goal. um, Shifted it with his right, sold Jason Kerr down the river a little bit. Yeah, squeeze it into the bottom corner against Zander. Absolutely no chance. It it was a very, it was another very good goal.
3: It was. Uh, One thing I have to point out about these goals is it's 14 degrees in Perth. Do they need to have a fucking water break after every goal?
0: No. (laughs) Would be bad. What was that about? Probably something they've got used to. I'm being awfully diplomatic here. Talking about Arda too, Ron. Right? As fantastic a player as he is and as good a game as he had and that little touch through, shook hands with a ref on the way off, grass, lick off, fuck off and never come back to the government Shaking back.
3: hands with the ref.
0: Never show your face in these parts again. <laughs> Arda.
3: Uh, and three then became four.
0: There's <laughs> an offside in there.
3: Apparently, with the the ball initially. picked wasn't through. What you're saying it was an offside in there. I couldn't spot it. It was the initial ball through to the to the winger.
0: That's the only one I could have maybe thought it was. I didn't really see it at the time, and I've looked at the highlights back, and I couldn't really tell. Yeah, it was a little bit just desperation to clear the lines, and it ended up. Yeah, it was a, ended up like a bit of a pinball, really. Yeah, bouncing about, and um, yeah, it sort of just finished it off. Game was dead by then, but we got one back, and four two. Looks a lot nicer than 4-1. 4-1 would have been very, very, very harsh on the boys. Would have been a travesty. We, we, we were levelling the tie until 25 minutes to go. Yeah. I, out of 180 minutes. Yeah, I th- it would have been a travesty if it had been
3: 4-1. But it was nice. Good skill from Rooney to kind of kind of spinny chop twice to put the defender on his arse. Bit of a miss hit from O'Halloran before finishing off. 4-2 and a massive roar at the end of the game. 9,246 fans that can be proud, every single one of them can be proud of what the uh, what the team's achieved
0: Absolutely, and I think there was a lot of appreciation there as well for um, this is the problem with football these days it's gone too nicey-picey <laughs> there was a lot of appreciation there for uh, for Galatasaray I think as well because they, technically they were very, very, very good
3: it's just the fans are dicks here
0: eh? Doing do up, I tell you what for the purported lunatics of world football, they're an awfully touchy bunch
3: they are, and their patter is fucking honking as well. Patter is woeful. I heard of them being referred to today as St. Donkeyston. I went, oh, that doesn't even make sense. It's not even a play on <laughs> words. That's absolutely nothing. doesn't mean anything.
0: They are. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're worse than Dundee fans, to be honest with you, in the build-up start Cup game last season. Eh, not a Derby. doesn't matter about you guys yeah I know same um, thing but hopefully uh, the... speaking, of, Sorry, speaking I... of good internet patter go on what's we'll the point in St. Johnston getting a full ground lo, 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 lo.
3: oh god well why are they even bothering get it right up them
0: fuck off mate you've been to Parkhead once oh, just... you're 35 years old I did see some uh, Turkish fans at the game yeah I mean that was expensive. no issue here. I mean obviously making a big big thing about it because of the UEFA regulations but we've got such a you know a large um, Turkish community in Perth and across Scotland of course there were going to be some that got tickets yeah. so and you just got to be it's just one of them situations we've
3: all we sat in a home end so yep yeah, the game finished we, all, we are playing Lask in the Europa League conference playoff round got that right didn't I?
0: Something like that. Something like that. You got I, all the words in there, yeah.
3: And we'll touch on that later on, as well as our trip to our broth yesterday. So we'll 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 touch all that on later. But we've got a
0: guest as pair. We have got a guest. We've got a good guest.
3: We have got a good guest, and he's taken time out of his busy, busy schedule of theatring, thespianing, thespianing. Is that a word? He is, a, he is a fespian. Yes, and he's been fes- I'm, I'm going to go with fespianing being a word. Good, we'll go with that. That's how like we are playing Countdown. Have you, have you got the Countdown app? No. Get it, it's really good. I just try good? I make up words all the fucking time. Oh, I've, I've gone
0: off it since I'm Robinson. Took over from Nick Hewer. He was a wank as well, though. Uh, yeah, but at least his mouth looked like it moved. Jeff Stelling, he was a man. Jeff was good. Des O'Connor did Desil it. O'Connor did it briefly, yeah. Is he dead, Des O'Connor? Dead now. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Lineham did it. You can't, Lynam. you can't beat the old genome. Twice Nightly Whiteley <laughs> and his jackets. It, it was everything. It was blue comedy at three o'clock in the afternoon with Twice Nightly. Loved a bit of flirty banter with Carol.
3: Oh, I Miss Carol as well. Not anymore. She looks fucking horrible. Eh? Uh, again, a lot of work done. <laughs> Good. Right. So we've got Here a guest.
0: That was countdown sorted. We've got a guest on.
3: So Dan, we are delighted to be joined by a man who arguably best known for his role as Stuart Fraser and Taggart, Nick and River City and the cult classic Shallow Grave. But according to my kids, he is the main reason that they're not scared of spiders. Due to his role in the children's series William Tag, where he starred alongside his real life daughter Betsy. The Dogger Saints podcast are delighted to welcome a well-kent face at me, Dermid. Ladies and gents, Colin McCready, how are you doing? You okay?
2: Good, thank you. How are you guys?
3: I've been fresher, to be honest. <laughs> Certainly I was a, oh, a good big yeah,
0: old... <laughs> come. I'm just co- I'm just coming round now, Colin. If I'm being honest,
2: <laughs> it's seven o'clock. I'm jealous? Around. I wasn't. I, I'm jealous. I wasn't there,
0: Danny. Couldn't make it. You're working very
3: hard though at the moment. Where are you right now, Colin?
2: Yeah, so I'm uh, working up in Pitlochry this summer, which is absolutely fantastic. It's great to be back here. Love Pitlochry. One of my favourite bits of Perthshire. Uh, and annoyingly, I'm doing I'm doing Wind in the Willows, which is on most afternoons. But then I also do another play called A Night by the River Tay. And it's new writing, nine short plays about the River Tay. They perform in a lovely amphitheatre above the theatre over the River Tummel. And we had a show last night at seven o'clock. How did,
3: did, did, what, did you have your phone on update? Did you have your watch just kind of keeping the updates? How did you, were you a complete professional
2: well, throughout? It was, it was pouring with rain between about 6.15 and 5.00 to 7.00. And then the rain stopped and the blue skies appeared. So, I was even hopeful that I might even sneak uh, to the pub to even watch it on TV. But no, I had in the first half, I'm only on for like 10 minutes. So, I was kept checking the score on or bringing up the game online. Uh, and then the whole second half, I was uh, unable to see it. So,
3: we did very well. Yeah, we talked about it earlier on in the podcast. It was a remarkable evening. And to get to the stage where we're disappointed to be going out to a team like Galatasha has just shown you how kind of far we've come over the last. 10 15 years at least.
2: Well, the fact that like 25 minutes to go, we were still in the tie, having scored twice against Galatasaray and not losing in Istanbul is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's
3: been an impressive run. So, when did your love affair with St. Johnson first happen? How did, it, how did that come around?
2: So, obviously, growing up in Perth uh, and becoming like football daft really, football World Cup 78 in Scotland, I was five years old, six years old. And that ignited my interest in football. And then I remember having the Football 78 Panini album and badgered my dad to take us to the local team, which was obviously St. Johnston. And the first game I went to was on the 1st of May, 1979. It was a midweek game against Dundee. And Dundee were pushing to get promoted from the 1st Division to the Premier League. Mm -hmm. And Saints were trying to avoid relegation. So it was a big match. And Saints won 3-2. Brilliant. And it meant Saints stayed up and it, I think Dundee then got promoted maybe the next week. Uh, so that was like, I think it was about six, 7,000. And it was at the point where you could still drink alcohol and there was no segregation and people were drunk and throwing beer cans and fighting. And it was quite a, quite an industrial uh, crowd for when you were six years old.
3: But, it sounds like a night in the uh, railway staff club in Perth. Yeah. <laughs> on a regular evening which and, is nice
2: and the floodlights were on and you could change, change ends at half time and we won so yeah that was uh, my first game and from that point on forty over 40 years ago I've, I've still been going and I can't believe in my lifetime of, that we won the Scottish Cup let alone twice and then the League Cup has just been absolutely fantastic
3: what an upward uh, turn of events isn't it Dan
0: yeah um, just to follow on from that Colin obviously talk about your first game your last game, if I'm right in thinking, you would have been commentating.
2: Yes. How, how did you enjoy that? Yeah, it's good. I've done it a couple of times. Uh, so it was at Hamilton, Saints, Hamilton, through in Hamilton. That was a five-three. And it was one, a really man. weird game. Five-three, yeah. That's really good, so man. it kind of had everything in it. It was uh, it was very strange being in an empty stadium and hearing every single shout from the players and this the the benches. And, yeah, there wasn't, like, I was quite surprised at how how basic the shouts were. It was really man-on, you know, one of you's, you know what I mean? It wasn't, like, it wasn't this great tactical uh, shouting from the benches, but, yeah, it was really good, and you're sitting there up with, like, James McFadden behind you doing the commentary on Radio Scotland and stuff, so it was good. You felt, you felt quite special doing it, and I was, you know, I was just really lucky to be able to see a game during lockdown,
3: yeah, the, the guy that does a comedy, Stephen Watts, a, a good friend of ours. and um, we Yeah, Stephen's excellent. We're not shy on telling him how jealous we are every single week that he's been to both cup finals, even just a random like yes. a Wednesday night at Kelly Hearts or something like that.
2: I call it to do a Cosgrove, because Cosgrove managed to get into both the finals as well without really working. So yeah, <laughs> I think that should be the phrase. To do a Cosgrove, to sneak in with your BBC pass.
3: I know, he's, he's got away with it, hasn't he? Like, I've tried to get into yeah. the final. We, we tried everything under our, our... We tried media accreditation. We tried, uh, do you need ball boys? Do you need somebody to put hordens up? We'll try and get a job with Premier. Like, anything you can to try and get into that game, but not so much luck. Going back very quickly to an earlier point, I just scribbled down. Have you still got your 1978 Panini sticker album? Be worth quite a bit now.
2: Uh, I think my brother might have one. I do have a... I've got a 1978 uh, beer tankard. Which is really cool, like signed by all the pla- like oh yeah, yeah. like fake signed,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, which is pretty cool. And also had a little notebook that was a uh, uh, Argentina '78 notebook. But yeah, no, I think my brother does have the album, so I need to try and steal that from him.
3: Nice, that could be worth a few quid. I've got the I completed this year's one. Did you go to any of the European games
2: or the Scotland games? The, no, nah. no, no. Okay, I was I was working. At, I was rehearsing up in Pillogray, so I watched them all in the old mill and the big tent outside it. Out. So it was a good
3: atmosphere watching them in the telly up here. Yeah, it was. It was okay. It was a good experience. It's a shame again. Typical. We couldn't get down to it. the one year since win two cups in Scotland make our national tournament, and we can't get to any of the games.
2: I know. Um, it's such law, oh,
3: typical. But let's not complain too much. Um, there's bigger things happening than a game of football. You've. You try and get to as many games as you can. Um, obviously, you probably watched both cup finals last year. What do, what do you make of this yourself? What, as a St. Johnson fan, what, what's your opinion on what's happened in the last 12 months? Say?
2: It's just absolutely surreal. It's um, I kind of feel as if almost like Callum Davidson must have made a pact with the devil. that <laughs> you, can, you can manage Saints and you can win the Scottish Cup and the League Cup, but there won't be a single fan there. And then you can go to Galatasaray you can get hole-in-ones, you can get the course record of the Blaine golf club. The luck's certainly on them. Uh, I was gutted, obviously gutted not to make any of the big games last season, but I have to say that in lockdown, I think it was one of the one things that kept me going. Especially the second lockdown, when Saints were doing so well that you knew you couldn't go to the games, but you could see them. And we were so good. And it did take the nervousness. I'm pretty nervous in these big games, so I'm really there. And somebody's watching
3: it at home was easier. Yeah, I think you would agree with that. Like we started this podcast bizarrely enough in January, just before I think it was the was it the Comanick three two game where we came from two 0 down and one three two in the second half. Oh yeah, yeah. So so we're putting ourselves down as the the lucky omens. I think we've only lost one domestic game. It wasn't Old for them, which is Aberdeen, and we just seem to this is great as long as Saints are winning. We we keep going, which is great.
2: Keep so, going,
0: I know. Um, it's been. let about that first episode was. At 2-0 at half time, I'm texting. God, I was texting Sam. I was saying, what are we actually going to do for this? This is going to be the worst start to anything ever. We two. we lost at Killy. We're rooted to the bottom of the table. But and that was when things that's when things started turning right? wasn't it? It sort of pivoted on that game, really. Yeah.
3: That was it. And then the week after was the league cup semi against Hibs at Hamden. So but it's a very St. Johnson thing to happen. I feel that we're going to win two cups and none of us are there to, to see it.
2: I would still have taken it before. Mm-hmm. See if they decide you can either be there and not win or not be there and win both the cups. I would still I still kind of pinch myself that it really happened.
3: We, we've talked about it. We can, we still cannot believe what's happened. But again, um, you would have seen on the, the tele pictures from Thursday evening um, the massive support, which for McDermott is rare which is unfortunate to say they should be they were getting the crowds they deserved do you think more people will be more encouraged to come back do you reckon?
2: I think it's interesting it's it's a bit like everything whether it's theatre or nightclubs or pubs and the, my gut feeling is that places are busy or certainly outside I'm not sure about when things open fully inside that people do appreciate going to a football game going to the theatre going to the cinema whatever it is going to concerts, and I think there might be an upturn in that people just, you know, I'm going to do things in my life rather than sit in the house, Mm -hmm. because we've all been doing that. And, you know, just Saints did so well that, you know, I think, you know, at the moment I can't go till after September the 12th, Well, I'll make the next European game, which is good. But I'm going to make more of an effort to go to more games, because having a year of not going, Makes you realize that, you know, there's all the excuses. Oh, I'll leave it, it's too far away. It's this, you know, life's for living at the moment, I think. And I think everyone will make an effort. So hopefully, I think the season tickets have gone up.
3: Yep, up to. they about
2: 800.
3: Yeah, there's about 3,000 season ticket holders now. So, right. which is great, Dan.
0: No, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. Oh, I was, right, just, okay, I was I thought... just nodding along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> in your industry over the last 18 months have you, have you noticed people starting to embrace it again and coming out or is it still a slow steady build or has it just been an instant impact how has how it, it reacted to I think you it was you-
2: very strange obviously everything stopped for everyone and then other than doing like online stuff I did like an online film play and then more lots of like online stuff uh, people started doing but when I first started doing Wind in the Willows six, seven weeks ago I hadn't been well. I'd been to see a play that they did a play in their amphitheatre just before then, so I saw that and it was just brilliant being out outside. But watching live actors perform a play with an audience was just so good. It made you realize how a bit like you guys would have been last night. It makes you appreciate what we all took for granted.
3: It does. Um, it, was, it was like the pandemic didn't exist last night, which was so bizarre. Um, going from
2: bigger thing, like. Rehearsing a play and playing, working with uh, seven eight actors at the moment. Actors have a reputation for moaning about things, and I have to say, on this job for the past like two and a half months, no one has moaned at all about anything. No. And we have to do the show in like pouring rain, or it was like 80 degree heat uh, for a week, a couple of weeks back. So yeah, everyone's just so happy to be working and earning money and being out the house that no one's no one's willing to moan.
3: Which is great. Exactly. Jane McCary doesn't look like the type of person that would moan. That sweetheart. No, no.
2: Joan's, uh, Jane's got. Uh, she's such a good laugh. But uh, yeah, no, no, no moans from Jane.
0: Good. Dan. Yeah, just the point. I think you hit upon it there, really, Colin. Um, obviously, sort of through the pandemic, there's been so many sort of industries and and different areas and sides have been so badly affected. Is there a bit of relief going around? Sort of you guys the minute as actors with things starting to open up and like just brilliant we can go back to doing what we what we enjoy and also i mean suppose earning a living as well yeah definitely
2: you know a lot of actors weren't even able to get a like government support so a lot of actors were really struggling and had to go and like do other jobs and yeah i think everyone really appreciates it and appreciates earning money and just doing what we all like to do and uh you know, obviously there were certain industries that were given a chance to keep working, like football and things. Um, but no, it's just it's just great to be back. And even though I missed the missed the game last night, uh, I couldn't moan too much because obviously um, there's a lot of actors not working even at the moment. So just uh, pleased to be working.
3: I bet, I bet. Now the, the squad of players at St Johnson have got in the moment, seven or eight of them have came through the youth team. Your Xander Clark, Kerr, Gordon, McCann, who we'll, who we'll touch on. <laughs> he's going to go into bigger and better things sooner than later, you'd imagine, eh?
2: I just saw that clip, the two-minute clip together from the first Galatasaray game and it was just absolutely unbelievable how he broke up the play in his passing and just, you know, for a wee guy, he's not a big guy and he's all over the park, his passing. Maybe the only thing he lacks is maybe goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people like Scott Bryan don't score a lot of goals. And I think he's definitely in that John McGinn mould as well. Yeah, I, I would like to think Saints would get a couple of million for him. That would be but nice. Who knows? Who knows? We're always a team. Scottish teams are always pushovers, I think. Yeah, he's certainly, you know, if, if what did Shanklin go for?
3: He went for over a million, eh, to, to Belgium yeah, to so. be a shot, yeah.
2: And they scored, what, 11, six, 11 goals? And uh, Chris Kane scored more than
3: that. Yeah, he he's another player who's had an absolute blinding yeah. couple of seasons. Um, it was amazing actually watching the first leg. Obviously, I can't speak on your behalf, uh, but seeing the Galatasaray players in the flesh, how big these guys are. They are in massive yeah. guys, the centre-backs especially. You take it for granted watching the telly, but you can't beat football in the flesh and just to see a team like Galatasaray in the size they are. Now, we've got Lask of Austria next week, who, Dan, you know more about being a Man United, as your as your second team would say. Um, for <laughs> Who beat them 5-0 last season. Is there any reason we can't progress? Probably a few reasons, but do you think... Uh- we-
0: no, I don't. I don't really see many reasons why we can't. I mean, yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I can't, I, I've just sort of gone full circle on that in two minutes. I mean, United beat them five nil away. It was just before lockdown, but I mean, that was four goals in the last ten minutes, and then it was two one at Old Trafford. I think they drew with Tottenham last season. They're not. They they're not a bad side.
3: Okay. They're
0: progressing quite far. Uh, they've progressed quite far in, Europe, you know, in the Europa League last couple of years, but. Not spot a downer or anything before it ball's even bigger. But okay.
2: <laughs> so then we 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 drew Galatasaray away, and we gave Galatasaray a run for the money. So, are they better than Galatasaray? Eh, uh, I don't know. No, probably not. So, probably say so.
3: Two against one, Dan. You're you're out, I'm afraid.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I know what I'm big. Um, we'll go back to your 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 theatre career at the moment. If um tickets available for your shows, how do they get them? How do they come and see you?
2: Yeah, so it's all online, uh, the box office, because because the it's all outdoors. The theatre itself is shut, so we're performing in front of the lawn, in front of the theatre that runs down to the River Tummel, And there's also the Night of the River Tays and the amphitheaters and the Theatre Gardens. So there's no box office as such, but you can buy your tickets from the website, which is putlockreyfestivaltheatre.com. And they're really good. They're like, the ticket prices are not good. Come and see when well, the Willows, I think the tickets start from about £9. And I think you can get good seats for about eleven. So that's half the price of going to McDermott Park?
3: There we go. Both excellent, highly entertaining days out. And it's two p.m. every day, pretty much, bar Monday, Tuesdays. Yeah.
2: So sort of, uh, Wednesday to Sunday.
3: Brilliant. Uh, we'll we'll finish up uh, very quickly on where can seats go from here?
2: We can only go upwards. You know, it's going to have to be the treble, obviously. <laughs> obviously, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and then, and when the fourthers are maybe that'll be the quadruple. I think that uh, counts. Yep. I think we could, you know, I think we could make the conference league, which would be absolutely like this world. It like would generate at least three million quid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be hard. I think we could finish higher than six. So, I don't know. It's hard to bet our last season. Ed
1: but this, I don't yep.
2: think, I don't think we're going to struggle this year. I think, you know, unless we lose half the team, which could happen. Um, but, you know, we seem to have decent players that can come in. We seem to play the same formation. And the players that come in know exactly what to do. And, you know, we missed Spoonie last night, but, you know, other players come in and um, Rooney didn't start and we still did well without them.
3: Yeah, it's a small squad, but you can pretty much rely on absolutely anybody who kind of comes into the to the team to do a job for them. So either a collective unit. We've spoken to, we've had like Liam Craig on, Craig Bryson and people, and they, they all say the exact same thing. Whether
2: it's Conway or, you know, who comes in or Callum Booth or whatever, I've got every faith in them. You know what I mean? Like, Whether it's Stevie May or Halloran or Kane or um, Hendry, do you know what I mean? I just think we know what we're doing. And, you know, if players go out, Middleton's now come in, hopefully we'll get other players in. And, you know, growing up being a saint, when Ali McCoyce left, I worried about what would happen. And then you worry when um, Billy Dodds goes and when Callum Davidson goes. Do you know what? Michael Halloran goes, Stevie May. We just keep going. There's no player bigger than Saints. No. Maybe, apart from Spoonie, maybe.
3: Aye, big ego in the boy, but his mum makes excellent cakes. If you've ever had one, I'd really <laughs> recommend it. When does your uh, run of shows end? Is it August?
2: No, we're on until September the 12th. So um, I've not been getting much use out of my season ticket, but luckily the next uh, European game is on a Thursday night and I don't have a show, so I'll be making it down the road for that.
3: We will see and you I there. Can't wait. And when we get into the group stages, you'll be able to see European football all the way up till Christmas.
2: Hopefully, unless I get another job. <laughs> but, um, I'll be quite happy to be unemployed if we're in the conference league.
3: <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, you've got to give and take, isn't it? But no, Colin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. If you've not just gone see any of the shows, get tickets online. And we hope to see you at McDermott very soon, Colin. Thanks, Sam. Thanks again. Cheers, Colin. Cheers, mate. Thank, you, Thank Colin. you. Have a good Cheers. evening. Thanks Cheer thanks a lot. Ya. Cheers, thanks. See you. Bye bye. Cheers, buddy. Oh, what a nice guy, Dan. He's a lovely lad, isn't he? He is. Have you ever seen Wooly and Tig? No. Oh, you don't I love Wooly and Wooly loves me. Here it is, here. I've got it here. I love Willie and Willy loves me. We've been together since we were we. Yeah. A jaunty theme song. It's a jaunty. We have funny, funny fun is, is kind of one of them lyrics. I'm thinking they probably ran out of things to put in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nigga Jason on the case. Um, sorry, i lost that. Any... Oh, lost so of oh. I've
3: got a photo of the boys running up to cuddle and They couldn't believe him. It was like they were looking at Disneyland, Mickey Mouse. <laughs>
0: Point, another point about Colin McCready to finish off. Go on. Gone from Wooly and Tig. He is responsible for some perf on perf violence in Shallow Grave. With Ewan McGregor, yes. Yeah, his character lamps Ewan McGregor. Yeah, good film. Great film. It is a great film. Does he claim to be a Saints fan? Ewan McGregor? Celtic fan, isn't he? My Celtic, of course he is.
3: Yeah. But, grief uh, he's been up at me, but He got thrown out of hospitality once for not wearing a shirt and tie. It doesn't matter who you are, you'll, you'll abide by the rules. Oh, you get huckled out. Are you time for this week's busiest feature? Yes. Let's do it.
1: Theme team. Theme team. Theme team. Uh, theme team.
3: It's the theme team, Dan, and this week's theme team was possibly one of the busiest ones we've had over 100 entries. Bedlam. Absolute chaos. It's obviously a good topic, but I've got, I've narrowed it down to about 20 of the best, maybe. There's some fucking crackers on here. Should we just go straight into it? Hit me with them, baby. This week's theme was St. Johnson players and movies. Smash them together. And what do you have? You have these. St. Johnson FC News on Twitter were first off the bat and they they really want a mug. They sent in one, two, three, four, five. Six. I've got eight options and they're all made the shortlist because they're that good. We've got The Dark Right. Very good. Kevin Moonlight. Very, very good. I like this one. The Stevie Matrix. I, I enjoy that as well. This is brilliant as well. Lala Landerson. Ah, oh, that's so good. Titanic <laughs> Nick Dazovich. There's his weekly appearance. Yeah, Nick get, Nick. Nick seems to turn up every week. We've also got, you'll be glad to know, we've got a couple of uh, Manny Panthers and a couple Manny of Manny. Panthers.
0: <laughs> Nick and Manny
3: Panthers. <laughs> every single week. Saving Private, Brian Easton. I, I, I can go with that. I can dig it. We'll go Stephen Gutteridge. He, what did he do? He did a Saints story, wasn't he? Yes. Can't remember what it was. But yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. He's a Hearts fan and a Liverpool oh, fan. Oh yeah!
0: No, he was Macca.
3: Oh, the Gala bowling spot. Yeah. Nice. Oh, we've got a good George Boyle this week. Um yeah, anyway, Steve George Gutteridge O'Boyle. was the good, a bead and the ugly. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, that's good. Richard Sutherland came up with Emmanuel Panther. Yep. <laughs> it's more, more of a movie, more than a soft core Telly show. Was it Manuela <laughs> film or a TV series? Either way.
0: It could have been both. It's
3: good though. A Hard Day's Night. <laughs> good though. A Hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night instead of ha- A Hard Day's Night. Hard day's, hard day's Night, night. Yeah. I like that. That's very good. I think so as well. I like ones that kind of make up two words and change it. Like, remember, Turkish Dre Wright. That was fucking brilliant.
0: Oh, Turkish Dre Wright. That was good. I can't stop thinking about it, man.
3: All Things St. Johnston. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Simple as that. We'll give them that. <laughs> It's better, I than, like it. it's better than the um, Elliot Paralympics. <laughs> that was a stretch. It Mappy was. Happy Gilmore. Very good. That uh, is good. At Guthrie D on Twitter, Zusander Very good. Yeah. Zander comes up every week as well. Yeah. He's a good one. Jim Orr came up with Brogan's Run. Oh, oh, that's good. That is good. They are good. Joss Marnick, two of them here. Beauty and the Beaston. Very Beauty good. Beauty and the Beast, Eastern. yep. And uh, Guion Edward Scissorhands.
0: A second favourite, Joss behind Joss Butler, the universe, Joss.
3: That is well done, Joss. Uh, Lee Kellman, he's always some good ones. Another Parish one, I think he did the first Parish one. I think it was, think it was one of the music ones. But anyway, from Parish with love. Oh, very good. Darren said phone booth. Simple as that. Oh, babe. It's <laughs> good. Eh? Um yeah. friend of the show, Kieran McInnesby. This is a cracker. To be fair, Black Hawk Lounds.
0: got a story about him later. But yeah, not Kieran Nathan Miles, but very, very good.
3: Nice. Stuart saving Private Ryan Stevenson that's two that's two Saving Private Ryan's we've had now Saving Private Brian Easton and Saving Private Ryan Stevenson both work both good Free Willy Ormond oh that's so good (laughs) no it is good Uh, that was from James Kevin came up with not my brother Kevin another Kevin came up with Large Gunner Cal
0: Strand By Me Stand By Me is one of my top five favourite films of all time I didn't think we'd get it in there and we've got it in there with beauty well done Kevin that is good Stephen Mick came up with Hot Muzz brilliant It'll be shown on ITV4 later
3: on. (laughs) As it always is. Hector McGregor, Stanic Room. Oh, that's good. Anything you can show on the word Panic? Technically, it's Stanich, but it's spelt Stanic, so it's written down it looks great. Dirty Harry Curran. That's another good one.
0: That's a really good one.
3: Mikey Cowan, 2001 A Space Shaughnessy. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh,
0: that's brilliant. It's been a brilliant and... This is going to be so hard this week.
3: Andy Gannon who usually comes up with some fucking honkers <laughs> let's be br- <laughs> brutally honest with you like Dai Haber which I wasn't having and I had to call him out on it for being terrible but um, he does like the show so thanks Andy again He he's came up with some belters this week The Kerminator that's so good from Dusk Till Don McVicar oh which is good. Tommy Lovencrantz that Rock the Cradle. That's great as well. He's really? done it very well this week.
0: That is really good.
3: And the three finalists, I don't know where to go with this, but I'm going to read my three favourites. I've got three left, and I'm going to read them out. One is an Andy Gannon one, which is Cape Fear. Brilliant.
0: Fucking hell, that's good.
3: That's been a frontrunner from the start, and you called, you actually text me, like, say, I think we've got the winner there. But then we've got Paul Taylor typed in, Doby does Dallas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Now... Yeah, that's that's just so good, and we we will accept blueies. We will. We will accept blueies. And
3: Teddy Lukic on or well, at Teddy Lukic on Twitter was John Paul McBridesmaids,
0: which I can love. Oh my god, this is like fucking selfish choice again. That was a film.
3: Yeah, um, got to be one of the three. John Paul McBridesmaids. Well, we put it to a Twitter poll this week.
0: Yeah, we we'll did Twitter poll, and we will announce it on Twitter. That's it. That's what
3: we'll do because we're we're Cause, bags. We're sitting on the fence. We'll be throwing Lars going to call "Strand by Me" as
0: well. Yeah, Lars because I thought that was brilliant. I that, genuinely thought that was so good. Yep. Yeah. So that's our. So, fo- does he does he count because he didn't play a game?
3: Wow, you're right. Does it then?
0: No, yeah, I'm still having it. Still having it. It's really good. You've linked he's linked to the club. A, he's a legend of the show.
3: I think so. And a, a special shout out to St. Johnson FC News Twitter who came up with loads of belters. I would. I like the Stevie Matrix. I think that's very good.
0: I thought I'd, I like Lala Anderson.
3: Should we put that in as a fourth option then? La La Landerson. Yeah,
0: yeah, sorry, La's gonna call Stand By Me. It doesn't count because it because of Ted the Rottweiler.
3: <laughs> Listen to episode
0: three, four for that yeah. story. Um, yeah, yeah, if it was around then. Do you reckon Ted the Rottweiler and the junkyard dog from Stand By Me? You never see him in the same room.
3: Could have been the same one. They have both got something in common, though. They will both be dead in real life now.
0: Let's just bum me out. Do not play that music. <laughs> do not play that fucking music. You
3: just see my eyes go down
0: going, yep, he's hitting the button. <laughs> I just um... saw you reaching for the button. Can I do my what's it? Can I do my um, um, Clint Eastwood impression? Dirty Harry? Yep, go for it. Just because Dirty Harry Corrin came up. I don't know if I was like, I'm going to do it. So you got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you? Punk. That's excellent. Like he was in the room, mate.
3: What I'm genuinely thought, I I didn't remember that scene from Rain Man, to be fair, but that's a cracking Dustin Hoffman you did there, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our four <laughs> options, we are going to put it to the crowd on Tuesday morning. We are going to put Doby Does Dallas, John Paul McBridesmaid. Lala Landerson and Cape Fear. That was a four. We'll put it to you. That was it. a
0: four. That's the four we've landed on. We're shite bags. We're shite
3: bags. So yeah, we're going to let you um, pick it. But well, there was
0: no obvious winner this week. No, and there it was. wasn't like it was one of two. So. And we're not giving away four mugs because I can't afford it. Oh <laughs> I'm not giving away four mugs.
3: Not happening. But that was our and next week's theme. We'll go for it now. We like these big genetic ones. So we've done bands. We've done movies, Olympics, and the, the Turkish one was a was a struggle. So we'll go more generic. We're going we're going to go for another theme. We're going to go for we go for
0: songs, song titles. We'll go for song titles. Yeah, I mean my suggestion since week two has been since week two we're doing this has been Scottish junior football teams. That is purely because I thought of Matty Willock, Willick Gilly Albert. <laughs> wow. Matty Willock, that's Matty Willock and Lot Gilly Albert. That's literally the only option out there. So we're going to go, we're going to go songs.
3: Songs. Songs it is. Have you, have you, can you think of any suggestions? Give me a minute. Bog on the Ballantine.
0: Oh, that's really good. I enjoyed that. Um, Hold on. Saturday Right. Saturday Right. Fucking hell. Um, I'm rubbish at these. We've found your weak point, Dan. Father and David's son. That would work. That would work. I'm going with that. Cat Stevens, beautiful voice, absolute weirdo. (laughs) There we
3: go. But that's the theme songs If you can do better than me, on easily enough to do better than Dan, um, let us know. Let us know. But that was this week's theme team, and we'll put the poll up on Twitter. Keep an eye out for that. We'll do that on Tuesday. Shall we go?
0: Should we go to the Royal? Let's go to the Royal, Sam.
3: So, this is a very, very special George O'Boyle on the Royal. Very special indeed. Because this is... The man himself, George O'Boyle! <laughs> Don't
0: do drugs! <laughs> Just say no, kid. I like how I said... Tell me who it is, Tom, despite the fact that, A, I know it was, and, B, it was me who spotted him.
3: There you go. That's, that's... Oh,
0: Well, sorry, I'm going to take partial credit there. It was actually I, Greg, who I was sat next to, nice. who, who spotted the man himself. We've gone full circle. McDermid Park.
3: He was actually spotted previously by Carrie George, sent him a message on Instagram saying, him and Jerry McMahon were having uh, lunch at the Cherry Bank before the game. Oh,
0: that's nice. It was nice. Was, that, was that pre-game?
3: Pre game, yeah, I asked her if she would, she, she tapped him up for a, uh, for a, uh, to be a guest on the show. And she chite bagged it, basically.
0: Well, I'm going to let myself in for a bit of a bollocking in a minute. But so, George O'Boyle, spotted by Greg Sturton, our mate Greg Z, who was uh, also known as, maybe better known to a few of you as Cold War Greg.
3: <laughs> Cold Remember War the, the Greg. The scene
0: from the Royal. That was, that was Sturton that was behind that. So, the dogger vice president. The dog of the dog of vice president, indeed. Basically, he's just t- he's got He's like, there he is. There's dog, There's the man himself. Uh, yeah, sat just down, down from us, taking in the Galatasaray game or something. And I must say, looking very well. Good. That's good to hear. He was looking very well. But, Sam, here's where I'm going to let myself in for a bollocking. I think I know where this it, is fucking going. I've not even asked was, you this. It, it was a 90s mainstay special because not only was not only was George O'Boyle sat a few rows down from us sat literally the seat in front of me was Nathan Lowndes.
3: Also not been on the show.
0: Yeah, who I neglect well yeah, I neglected to ask him to come on. I, I genuinely I, I
2: fucked up, mate. I,
0: I had him in the palm of my hand. Almost literally. Uh, he was there with his uh, his young lad who's playing in the St. Jews team played at uh, played at Methel on Wednesday night. Yeah I
3: noticed that Lowndes in- was in the oh. squad. I swear to say there couldn't have been that many lounges kicking around so We'll get him on. I, yeah, it's his son. Um they both I, get their hair cut at Badlands Barbers, so by Michael. Michael there. So he's also my dude. So I'll, I'll get him to tap them up.
0: Yeah. Um that's why I, I used to go there from time time when I had hair. You look so, good.
3: You look good, mate.
0: Thanks, mate. I think Mikey cut my hair once as well. Anyway, so so there was Nathan Lyons, So Griff, Danny Griffin was there. With them? No. Uh Danny was actually he was a bit further along in the stand. I think he was with he was um in his states in the community gear so I think he was doing something for work.
3: Okay. Who else was there, Dan? Tell me. I I got to know. I needs to know.
0: Didn't need to know some. Anyway, you know, got a special um now we slagged them off last week for being uh, content thieves, but uh, this is one that our dear dear friends at the Almond View podcast will enjoy because they use him basically as a reaction photograph for everything. Uh, it is 90s and early 2000s, Saints mainstay and former Livingston manager. Gary Boland was there. Nice. Very bold. (laughs) Good. There wasn't a lot of follicles kicking (laughs) about in that stand, to be honest with you.
3: Nathan Lange has still got a good old full head of hair. He's got a good, yeah,
0: he's got a good barnet. He's He's got a good head of hair. Good Good beard, good coverage. Uh, So yeah, Gary Boland was there. And actually, our guest from just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jim Weir was there. Good. The week after his wedding,
3: not even a week since his wedding day, congratulations to him and Avon for their yeah, wedding paper down last Sunday. So congratulations to them too. I seen the photos today on Facebook. Looked a bloody lovely. Yeah,
0: day. well actually I didn't I didn't see Jim. I didn't bump into Jim. I um Bally, is now brother-in-law, Yvonne's brother, who's a good mate of mine anyway. So yeah, uh, I bumped into Bally and he was saying he was with Jim and Ivon and the wedding went swimmingly, apparently.
3: Lovely stuff. Now that's a fair good collection of 90s mainstays all of them apart from Jim who we've not had on as a guest so I presume you went straight down there and went hi my name's Danny I do the Dogger St. Johnson podcast George would you like to come on as a guest since there's actually a feature about you and he would have said yes and we've got him on next week I
0: presume yeah if you think that I'm going up to a man who we've named a feature after the demise of his career at Saints and saying do you fancy coming on this podcast where we've got a feature that that you know called George O'Boyle in the Royal.
3: It's it's named George O'Boyle and the Royal because it's a, a popular St. Johnson song. That's the only reason that pisses a fart shags a tart walking in a under wonderland. Not ideal. Exactly. Set,
0: like. We need, may need to be delicate around that. Yeah. Um, by which I mean you can do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I should have asked Nathan Lands. Nathan, if you're listening, mate, come talk to me, sing to me. I was the man who called Patrick Van Arnholt a big grass. <laughs>
3: Did he chuckle at that?
0: Uh, I don't know. No, he was probably just ignoring behind end. Because I did call one of their players a dick, a wanker, and a word I'm not going to repeat, but begins with C, ends with T, and has U, N in the middle. Wow. That's bad. And that was in the space of about 10 seconds. That was just in one rant. That's impressive. I can't remember what he'd done. It might have been the ref.
3: I got a message from Alex, who won our one of our theme teams a couple of weeks back. I bumped, oh, yeah. I bumped into him in the Ormond stand and I have to apologise because I was speaking to him. He was there with his daughter. I used to work with him in Tesco years ago. I was speaking away to them. His daughter, like when I left, his daughter apparently said, is that Sam from YouTube? The one that said, fuck it, it's our podcast. It's like, oh, I kind of need to be more, more wary of our word choice, I feel, if there's youngsters listening. Isla, that was her name, so shout out to Isla.
0: Yeah, big shout out to Isla and Alex. Uh, Alex is a good listener of ours and always um, gets in touch with us on social media. So. Yeah, we, we maybe, maybe need to sort of be a bit more careful about.
3: Yeah, Isla, and if you do listen to this on YouTube, remember and ask your daddy what thumbing in a softie means. Right, so if you've seen a St. Johnston player, <laughs> if you've seen a St. Johnson player anywhere, Danny, doing something, anything, oh, oh, we've always said if you've seen a St. Johnson player, but not at McDermott. I thought this might come up. I thought this
0: might come up, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to technicality my way out of it. Go for it. Yeah, because these are ex-players. They weren't playing.
3: That's true. I'll give you that.
0: They weren't playing. That's how we've always sort of approached this. So, yeah. And as ever, fuck it. It's our podcast. Um, <laughs> Right.
3: <laughs> Hiya, Ayla. Hiya. Don't, Hi, don't, Ayla. don't say these bad words. Right. Have you seen a St. Jordan's player anywhere doing anything? What have they been doing? Where have they been doing it? I've only got one man. Unfortunately, it's Danny. Who can tell us what to do. Take it away, Williams.
0: Saints players, I want to know. i got to know. I need to know. Where have you seen these Saints? Where have you seen them? They could be long-standing players. They could be club legends. They could have played two games. Any of them. I'll take them. I'll take them all. If they've appeared in that blue shirt, if they're up to something, then I need to know. And you know how to let me know. All the usual social streams. Today, I'm going to focus on examples of loan players up to something. And we've talked about music. I want to wet your appetite for some good time music. <laughs> That's what we do here on the Dog Sages podcast. This will get your appetite wet for uh, for the theme team next week. So I'm going to focus on the loan signings. So what I want to know is, here's an example for you. Have you ever seen Tristan Nydam? Oh, wow. Lone player a few years ago. When, uh, came from ipswich town right have you ever seen him at the hotel california calling up the captain asking where is my, where is my wine only to be informed by that captain by that pesky captain we haven't had that spirit here since 1969 <laughs> a fucking crushing disappointment for the boy <laughs> and i want to know if you've seen that crushing disappointment for him that's one example i'm going to give you another because i feel you need to. So I want to know have you ever seen And apparently now, first pick for Celtic at fullback. How that's happened, I'll never know. Anthony Ralston once laughed at Neymar, but I want to know have did you see Anthony Ralston 1964 at the Ed Sullivan show with the Beatles playing? Did you see him there <laughs> from the center screaming? I think he was there. I'm sure he was there. So if you saw him there, you'd let me know. All the usual social streams, Instagram. Uh, Twitter, Face TV, and the contact section on dogasaints.com you let me know if you've seen them you tell me, you tell us and we'll let the world know the world of people who listen to this
1: (laughs) boom, get there
3: (laughs) good (laughs) good the the world according to Danny Williams what goes on in that heat is fucking beyond me but let's go somewhere else now should we go to that that terrible terrible shop that we all know and love Peacocks (laughs) yeah that's also a club shop of shame. But it's not our club shop of shame. Guess what it is? It's a club shop of shame.
1: What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame.
0: What? What's the shop? Club
3: shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. It is the club shop of shame. It's have you ever been on a football team's website and gone, what the fuck are they selling that for? That is a piece of crap. It could be a Bournemouth FC poo bag holder. We have had it. Have you ever seen a small backpack on a dog of New York City Football Club? (laughs) They sell them. They sell them. The Liverpool FC carriage clock, the Man United Dragon Chinese New Year shirt. They are all terrible. The foam hands of Upton, of Upton Park. These are all terrible items we have featured in the club shop of shame. And this week does not disappoint either.
0: They're great great pieces of steaming shite we've had on in the past but there's a whole world out there there's an untapped market we've got more to bring you and we're gonna go down we're gonna go down to um, Hertfordshire this week <laughs> North, North
3: London they would like to call it
0: they'd call it North London is it in the is it in the inner circle no
3: how come the wizarding world of Harry Potter claims to be in London
0: because nobody you can't just you can't advertise a place by saying oh you know come for a big trip to what
3: yeah but with the return of the Premier, English Premier League season this weekend, we are going to a new Premier League club who have made the return to the top flight. We're going to Watford. What Did
0: they go up? Watford got promoted, did they not? They show, I stopped caring about any football that wasn't Saints or United um, towards the end of last season. They are in the Premier League.
3: Yeah, they did get promoted, yeah. Thank God. But what are Watford selling? Now, Sam,
0: you may have... <laughs> you know, you may like playing... Uh, you've got two young lads. I do. You know, you know, I may like playing um, playing board games with them. I do or- like a board game. I've, I've got a,
3: a series of board games through there. I've got Kerplunk, which is good. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare to set up, though, because you play it once and you have to put all the wee straws back in to play it again. The, mar- <laughs> the marbles are going everywhere. It's under the couch. The broom's out. It's a fucking disaster. If anybody has ever played Kerplunk, nonsense. Buckaroo. Got
0: Buckaroo through there. Buckaroo. Do you want the Phoenix Knights reference for this. <laughs> for, this, uh, for this week? Go on. I've just got a shot of your 10-foot Kerplunk. <laughs> It's a 10-foot cock and balls, man. What else could it look like? We'll stick all the hats on it. We'll say it's you. Sammy um, Snake.
3: Snake eggs.
0: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. So, and also Screwball Scramble I've got through there, which is a classic. Oh, have you? Yeah. And Operation.
0: Uh, oh, Operation, yeah. I mean, that's that's quite the thing. I mean, that that led a series of series of people to enter the medical profession
3: <laughs> well that's Murray. yeah Murray German not anyway. Murray Davidson anyway
0: did, did he get inspired to uh, become head of cardiology by playing operation Uh <laughs> Murray get hold of us anyway <laughs> now so you may like playing board games I do you may like um, you may like Watford football club N- not so much you may like asking questions like is he bald <laughs> is it a male or a female is it a specky twat <laughs> So if you do like those things, we've got just the thing for you. Or Watford FC have got just the thing for you. Fucking hell. Watford FC, guess who?
3: <laughs> but the thing with guess who is it was a fine mix of bald people, males, females, ginger people, people with glasses, people with moustaches, people with beards, people with no facial hair, people with big bushy sideburns. So how does this one
0: work? They're just pictures of players. You know what would have been a good person to have in guess who? Go on. Uh, our guest this week, Colin McCready Takes a lot of boxes. Good <laughs> beard, ginger. <laughs> Does take a lot of boxes. You're right. So yeah, I'm. I'm sure there's some sideburns leading into that beard as well. But, you can't but really the tell game, that.
3: the game is not aged very well because one of the questions I don't think you're allowed to ask. I, I don't think you're allowed to ask that anymore, are you? In terms of guess who? But are you allowed to?
0: I don't know. I think it's. A, I think it's an area that. It's probably, I think it's probably it's, best left avoided. I think but, so. We'll, we'll move on. I mean, you're taking out really looking at this Watford. This Watford. Uh, guess who? You're taking out one of the questions because there's no, um, there's no women in there. So immediately, that's you know, you 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 shortening the scope.
3: Does he play? Does he play for
0: Watford? <laughs> is he wearing a yellow shirt? <laughs> yes. Oh, Fuck sake, right? No, it's just tough. Is it? Is no? You would say, is he wearing a green shirt? Oh, and is then it? that's he's only bit of goalkeepers, so they need out about two. Yeah, that's. The well, maybe one. that could just kill the fucking game because I don't know whether they've got more than one goalkeeper in there. Is, is it, it Troy Deeney? <laughs> <laughs> it's Troy Deeney, is it? That'd just be what I'd be going with every time because I love Troy Deeney.
3: It could be a bit subjective though. When so is this player shit? Yes, all down. Nobody wins.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And and with Watford, don't know much about the squad, but I'm going to imagine you know, unless you do some sort of what, unless you are Elton John, you may well be saying. Do you know, you may well be, you know, taking everyone out for the for the question. Is it shit?
3: Is Elton John in there? Has he got sparkly glasses on? Yes. It was Elton John?
0: <laughs> did he? Did he do an album called Honky Chateau? <laughs> did he? Well, oh, you're only going to be on like one. Yeah, that was Elton John. I think Rocket Man was on Honky Chateau.
3: That's a terrible name.
0: It's a terrible name for an album. I assume
3: he. It sounds like something you do after eating in the piss. I just had a massive Honky Chateau. <laughs> I had a
0: massive Honky. <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah so to be honest I'm not sure where, where we go with this
3: right I'll what, ask a couple of questions based on it what's the description on the website See so that's usually a good indicator of how they tried to sell this piece of crap
0: guess who's coming to Vicarage Road question mark I see what I did there nice because guess who is coming to Vicarage Road it's a strong start for a description it's all your favourite Watford FC heroes from the Pozo era I'm assuming that's the manager Pozo? I'm going to assume that's the manager I'll
3: google it google it
0: oh it's Oh no, hold on, this is even better. Uh, the owner, Pozo know, is the owner.
3: The Italian businessman and managing director and legal owner of Watford Football Club. I thought it was Elton John. No, nah, I sold it a few years ago. So he's got no, but is he just like one of these kind
0: of like... President or something like uh, that. Give him give him a title. I know, he'll occasionally turn up put Vic thing where he does his jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, featuring Hornets legends such as Troy Deeney, well, Troy Deeney, Matej Vidra, didn't know he was still there. Aurelio Gomez, who must be about fifty, and Elman Abdi. This is a must-have gift for any Watford fan. It's not, though, is it? No, not uh, not not for me, Clive. <laughs> you can get it next day delivery for seven pound fifty as well.
3: What does it cost? Board game tenner.
0: <sighs> Go higher.
3: Fifteen. I genuinely don't know the price. Is it fifteen quid? Twenty-one quid. If you want it next day though, it's going to cost you another seven fifty. So twenty-eight pound fifty.
0: I can't think of a situation where you're gonna um where you're gonna want this next day. Watford FC, guess who? Twenty-one quid. Christ alive.
3: That's horrible. And it ticks all the boxes. It, 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 it Does not need to exist. It's overly expensive and it's shit. So it's a, it's a and that was from Martin Hawkins, who sent he sent that in a, about a month ago and we've kind of sat on it because it's a belter. So well done. And that was he was the guy that sent it in the story about first footing uh Sergi So full of the yeah. good content is Martin. So thanks for that, pal. Martin's provided us with some good content. Um over the last few weeks. So, yeah, just, why? There's no point. We, d- we don't need to di- we don't need dilly-dally on this one at all. Watford's version of Guess Who? If you've never played Guess Who, remember Bill, the big, baldy, beardy, ginger tit?
0: <laughs> he was a tit. He was an absolute tit. I mean, he was the drawing, but you could tell. We all know someone like Bill. Right? <laughs> we do. And, you know, grows a big ginger beard to appear interested because <laughs> he was void of personality. Generally goes around, sort of, gets his porn off Twitter, and look at him, he's fucking gammon. (laughs) He's a big egghead bastard, isn't he? egghead bastard. So, yeah. He he definitely looks like somebody,
3: the internet, the Facebook predator people would definitely be knocking on their door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dearie, mate. If I I was Bill and my phone broke, I would not be going to get it fixed. I'd be snapping it, burning it, and getting a new phone. Same with my hard drive.
0: If he takes that into if he takes that into phone world or whatever, you know the rascal squad will be knocking on his door within about twenty five minutes. So yeah, banging the door down.
3: Anyway, <laughs> that's a modern day question for Guess Who. Eh? Does he look like a sexual predator?
0: Yes, Bill. <laughs> are you getting Are you getting a word? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the word. So that's <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's Watford that's Guess like Who. A dark turn. And- it really did. So we'll move on. Hey, guess Who? Watford FC's edition of Guess Who. In the club shop of shame. Any objections to that going in, Dan? None for me, Sam. Uh, well done, Martin. That's one for the club shop of shame it's in. But if you've ever seen anything worthy of going into the club shop of shame, maybe you've had a look. I'm rubbish at describing these things, but I know somebody who can give you an example to help you lead you down the merry path of tat. It's Danny Williams.
0: Football. Board games. It's a crossover we didn't think existed I don't think it's a crossover anyone needs, but but if we're going down that road, I'm thinking, what's the what's the most popular board game ever made, Sam? Monopoly. You bang on the money. <laughs> you've got them all there. You got the waterworks. You got a Marlborn station, and you've got that upper class prick, Uncle Pennybags.
3: <laughs> Is that his name.
0: Yeah. Uncle ben, or just the Monopoly guy. Yeah,
3: so remember from Ace Ventura when Nature calls, it's a Monopoly guy.
0: Do not pass go, do not collect $200. <laughs> can, you can do that on Monopoly, though. You pass go, you collect $200 or £200 in this country. But I'm thinking, what football club, what football club could really make the best out of this Monopoly? And I know every football club's got it. There's a Saints one out there somewhere. A past right? one, I think. There's a perfect yeah, that would be a perfect one. But i think Chris Miller was on it somewhere, weirdly. Um, friend of the show, Chris Miller. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking spe- specifically, Scottish football. Who would fit? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that those those team that used to play in yellow, now play in black. I'm thinking Livingston. Okay. So you can imagine it. The Almond, the Almond Vale's on there. That'd be good. The Almond of- on there. Um, they've they've got them all on there. Um Mayfair would be um Marvin Ye- Bartley. But then where do you not want to go? Where do you not want to go on Monopoly? You don't want to go to jail. You don't want to go to jail. But if you go to jail on the Livingston Monopoly, that's where you'll find the gaffer. You can bump into <laughs> David Martindale in, in jail on Livingston Monopoly. There he is. Has Buller grown up in prison? There you go. Livingston Monopoly featured a permanent fixture in jail. The manager David Martindale. It doesn't it doesn't
3: even say go to jail, it
0: says visit Davy visit David, that's the special card, go visit David Martindale, (laughs) he's in the clink, (laughs) he's at Livingston, they're the only sort, it's the only like, sort of stadium bar that I've been in, that's got dartboards in it, yeah,
3: that's, (laughs) was it like a proper one, or one of the suction cup ones, no, no proper one, nice, that's what, they're
0: equivalent in the Morton suite,
3: that's what give drunk football fans, weapons,
0: that's, (laughs) that's what we need, but, well, but I feel we need more. I desperately feel we need more. Is more Livingston Monopoly featuring Davey Martindale in jail. <laughs> Get there.
3: Very good. Very good. What's our next feature? How many more people can we slander this week? Who's had it this week? Princess Die? Uh, we threw her into a tunnel. Richard Whiteley. <laughs> can't, can't say that. Richard Whiteley for being a shagger. Bill uh-huh. Bill from Guess Who. He got it tight. <laughs>
0: Guess who got
1: it?
3: Bill from Guess Who is a pedophile. <laughs> who knew?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it is.
3: Um, <laughs> Do you know what it's time for, Dan? We'll move we'll move out of this fucking Marquee section very, very quickly. Let's go to something St. John's related. How about
0: that? Probably for the best, mate.
3: So domestic cup football started again for St. Johnson in their defense of the league cup title. What is it called this year? The the Be- premier league the
0: pre- sports. The, the, premier, the premier sports cup.
3: Who didn't allow any cameras at the ground because they thought it would affect attendances and stuff.
0: Despite the fact they're a TV company, premier sports. Brilliant. It, it, was, it was strange. I'll give it that. A good day out. <laughs> yeah. A, a part, good part, day out again. Apart from the football, really. Yeah, I've often said football gets in the way of a good day out. <laughs> it does. Um, the hangover it
3: really st- does. Certainly extra time as well. The hangover started to kick in about, I don't know, just at full time. My head started at to all. throb as well, which was ideal. But St. Johnstone are through to the quarterfinals. A nice wee trip up the road to Dundee for that one. But we'll get to the game itself. It was two all after extra, one all after full time, two all after extra time, and we beat them 3-2 on pennos. Who's going to be taking our next penalty? Should we start on that?
0: Xander and I'll Pas- Can it be far away? Jason Kerr, he'll <laughs> but
3: Jason Kerr will have to be off penalties.
0: Probably. I mean, it's obviously something. It's, a penalty isn't like a free hit or something like that. It's something you've earned because someone's fouled you or someone's prevented you getting a shot away. It's pretty useful to be good at them. And they might, I, mean, I don't know, they might practice them for hours and hours and it just happens when they get into the game. But there's obviously something endemic through the squad that they can't take penalties.
3: Liam Craig's penalty was great that was cool as you like just basically just rolled it in the bottom
0: corner yeah the keeper was fanning about on his line and to be fair actually in the shootout apart from Jason Kirch because he shouldn't be missing the target altogether all the penalties were alright Callum, Callum Booth uh, had his save but it was a good save
3: yep yeah. Yeah, so 1-0 down at half time. A corner tapping from the that man mountain. Looked like a Galatasaray defender. Guy up top for them. Is it Noble?
0: Ah, oh, big unit of a boy, him.
3: Uh, He's done the rounds. We checked him on Wikipedia. He's been everywhere. Cobra Ramblers, a lot of English lower league teams. But now playing his trade in the the Scottish Championship. And he's a big lad.
1: He's a, he's a lump. Absolute lump.
3: The Armandoni of our broth. That's what he reminded me of. Armand one.
1: <laughs>
0: we'll call
3: him Armand two.
0: Yes, I like that. We'll go with that. <laughs>
3: But yeah, going out half halftime, not much talking points. But in the second half, we won the penalty. Brown kind of got taken out twice. Uh, the first one could have been a penalty. It was the same referee that was up at Dingwall the week before. We Randall from from recess. Aye, so. But we got the penalty. Jason obviously stepped up for it. Didn't, didn't score. But Middleton was quick right. to react.
0: Yeah, Middleton was quick to react. So it, it's one of them, obviously, Jason's trying to go down middle keepers. Which, it pisses me off, right? These fairy people have. Imagine you've never taken a penalty in a life to say, Oh, always go down the middle, keeper's gonna dive. Yeah, but he's got legs. And he can also stand still if you keep doing it. Was that, so was that yeah. Guero
3: last season it made a cunt of it? One of them ones where he tried yeah, to an end cut down the middle and the keeper just kind of i like, all of that.
0: Yeah, that's it. But it was um yeah, so it's one of the middle and very quick to react. And then yeah, it should it end up got all extra time, but there's evidence to suggest it probably shouldn't have done.
3: Yeah, Middleton's ball, we've seen it back. It kinda of rattled off the the crossbar, bounced on the line and came out, but I've seen stills and it was it was over.
0: I thought at the time I thought it was over. Fucking linesman's pissing about back on the halfway line or something. Yeah. It was he was nowhere near play. So or nowhere near the line. You know, it meant an extra half hour that we could have avoided. Oh, to be honest with you, our both could have gone up with the other end and equalised.
3: Plenty of plus points out of the game, though. I thought uh Ballantin came on, he could have. Tutties was lovely. And at £3.40 is reasonable reasonable Gayfield's
0: like still a fine place to watch football. Good pies. Good pies, yeah. Steak and um, haggis was
3: delicious. No, steak and black pudding, wasn't
0: it? Steak and black, yeah, steak and black pudding. That was lovely.
3: And uh, Nikki Lowe's hair, to see that in the flesh is reasonably impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've, we've pretty much covered it there. That's no, to be honest with <laughs> you. I'm not done we'll talking come about to it. it. in a minute. We'll come to it in a minute. But Nicky Lowe's hair? Um, yeah, well, yeah, Nikki Lowe's hair. Freaking I look like a troll
3: Very Donald Trump esque, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, he's weird. He's a he's a weird little guy as well. He's a good burglar, that Lowe.
3: He you would. He's just a wee kind of. Oh, he's a wee wine guy. We white wine.
0: Yeah, he's asked to rub out his footprints.
3: <laughs> you know. Aye, uh, but
0: That's short ass.
3: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they scored an extra time to make it two one. There was nothing that anybody could have done with it, apart from maybe clear it a bit further. But it was a great strike, great volley, right in the roof of the net. It was a peach.
0: Yeah, it's a tremendous goal. Lad. It was a ve- it was a really really good goal. So. And it was sort of no more than they deserved. Yeah, It was absolutely no more than our deserved. Oh, they were
3: well up for it. Well up for the match. They looked sharp. Yeah. We looked leggy, which was to be expected. Look at uh, Aberdeen, who, again, we European hangover losing out to Wraith Rover. So yeah. it's the most important thing out of this match is we are in the next round. That is all we can say.
0: We got there in penalties, but only because after Jamie McCart scored his first goal for the club, I think in, yeah. in a competitive game. He actually scored at Gayfield in pre-season.
3: He's Gayfield daft.
0: <laughs> He's Gayfield daft. Yeah, it was a good ball in from Liam Craig from the corner. Probably looked like Saints most likely route because we weren't creating anything, uh, especially off Middleton. For some reason, went off. I'm not quite getting my head around that.
3: I'm presuming it was to keep him fresh for Thursday.
0: I know, but the problem was we might have won it. I could have got it if it got to, because of how close it was to the, 90 minutes anyway. We could have kept him on for another ten minutes or something and then avoided everyone else having to play another half hour. But um I'm not saying that Glenn Middleton's, you know, that good that he would have won it on his own, but he's that good that he would have won it on his own.
3: <laughs> so there was a kind of uh, a Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford style substitution going into the hundred and twenty-first minute of the match when Man of the Match El Paz came off for who kept who'd made some good saves. There was yeah, one I made some good saves. There was one in the um, second half of extra time where he Kind of dived and kind of was a very right good shot on target, and he kind of blocked it away. So I thought he was pretty st- solid. He hadn't done
0: anything wrong, uh, really. Yeah, it was the old what's it? The old Chelsea one, was it? Kepper and Willie Caballero, and then except for the fact that El Paz actually left the pitch.
3: I ah, he refused to come off, eh?
0: Yeah, Kepper. Yeah, Kepper did it in League Cup final. Yeah, so obviously it must have been a pre-planned thing because he did leave, well it's obviously a pre-planned thing because he left a substitute sort of going spare through extra time and it's like yeah, obviously Zander's probably the better penalty taker. I'm never that comfortable with it I'm never that comfortable with substitutes either as take specialist takers or like specialist goalkeepers for shootouts because I do wonder you do wonder how much of a feel for the game they've got and particularly with goalkeepers it has been known to work so I'm probably wrong about goalkeepers.
3: He is known to make big stops in penalty shootouts so Against I- Rangers at Ibrox, it could have been a, a mind games thing psychologically because he never had a save to make in the penalty shout and they they missed the target three times.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I made a bit facetious, probably. Um, it probably was the right thing to do, but you just wondering about. How it makes the other guy feel as he's coming off. But you know what, Callum Davis is not daft. It was probably all set up. You know, they probably I'd said before kickoff, If it goes to, if it goes all the way, this coming on. So and but as you say, they didn't really matter. <laughs> Because it it, hit the woodwork twice and one went into Pleasureland, so.
3: (laughs) As you say, before the match, it wasn't the most entertaining, a cracking uh, travelling support again.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, what an an effort all saints, mate absolutely brilliant
3: yeah so well done to every man uh, and woman that, that turned up the game especially our little pal Nikki. yes a half time
0: what, what an event that was
3: yeah a couple of weeks ago on the club shop of shame we talked about our new york city fc dog backpack and that was sent in by international listener Nikki, who lived in new york and she was at the game yesterday
0: unbelievable i mean imagine coming all the way from new york and your port of call is our bro i
3: thought it was to meet us that's why she came over.
0: Well, well, there you go. I won't blame her. <laughs> uh, no, she's obviously said she's on a trip visit, only had a week here. Mm-hmm. Um, so and chose to spend one of those days um in our bro at, at Gayfield, which is a fantastic effort. But no, it was really nice meeting Nikki. Um absolutely lovely person and we had a really nice chat with her which distracted us from a quite frankly turd game of football for a little while
3: it was bad but um, yeah and I put a post on Twitter saying that she was our only international listener we know that's not true um, I was a little bit steaming at the time of typing that so <laughs> what I meant was our only New York based supporter
0: you, you, yeah I did read that I, I'm not I wasn't going to pull you up on it because you're having enough problems as um, I later informed people that you can't put your coat on frontwards and you ordered a pizza from the wrong city
3: oh that was a disaster that so i live in octorada and sometimes it's easier to drive to bridge of allen to get uh dominoes so i was in a pub went right i'm ordering a dominoes order it through the app bang turned up in perth going no nothing here for you nothing here for you open up the app it was in bridge of allen wasn't it i didn't change the change the town city so can no dominoes for me it. <laughs> <Gutted. laughs> a pretty crummy way to end the day if i'm honest with you
0: ultimately I'm moaning about the game but I'm moaning about Saints' performance as you would say because I thought our oh, bro um, put in a very very good shift but we're through it's cut football <laughs> it doesn't show up how you got there it just shows up that your name's in the draw for the next round
3: that's it and that's what we kind of wanted at the end again come away with the game with no major injuries more players getting time under their belt six changes obviously
0: plenty of time under the belt you've got 120 minutes of me, and me sobering up under the belt
3: <laughs> Never again But yeah it was good uh, It was a uh, Like I said the football was about a good day out A good day out had
0: A grand day out
3: And we've got Dundee away In the next round So I'm sure the whole Derby debate will flag up again Not from us Because we don't really care
0: Can't think of anything I care about last <laughs>
3: <time>. <laughs> If Dundee worry about us Apart no.
0: from Apart from maybe Whether McDermott's In Tulloch or left.
3: There's up. been a lot of Hot topics coming out of a. Uh, St. Johnston over the last couple of months. But that was a game. We are in the next round. 2 all. Saints win 3-2 on penalties. St. Johnston's domestic cup run continues. That's 514 days of not losing a cup match domestically. Good yep. re- good return. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Not is... a bad return, is it? No. They're uh,
3: coming close to... Oh, no,
0: no. Apparently we lost to Dundee United in the group stage last year. Apparently that bonus point shootout counts.
3: No, some, no, no I'm not giving them United
0: that. Dundee <laughs> United I saw it on Twitter.
3: Well, I'm glad that they weren't on the park uh, at the game because we've been on the pitch with our flares and that, like they were at Somerset Park. Did you see that?
0: Uh, I'm just going to go with the fact that we've been locked up that long. Fucking <laughs> winning on penalties at Somerset Park and Jesus, that? Chaos. Anyway,
3: uh, we'll talk about the Dundee game in, in future uh, future episodes, but it's time for a feature, Dan.
0: I enjoy the feature, Sam.
3: Have you heard of the alphabet? Oh, yeah. It's a series of letters starting with A, finishing with Z. Or Z you prefer
0: oh you got it you got them all in there you got them all you got uh, F <laughs> M consonants vowels all of them all of them all the characters a
3: smorgasbord of characters and this is what we've smorgasbord of great of char- <laughs> great letter based characters <laughs> indeed so A in our St. Johnston alphabet oh we've not even played the theme tune here's a theme tune alphabet alphabet there alphabet Alphabet. Uh, 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 uh. It's funkier than theme Team Team. Team Team still scares me a little bit.
0: It does. Uh, Jason, it if, does. You, if you're mean, listening,
3: give us a jaunty one. Just,
0: just, just. We, we like the original, but give us something jaunty. I, I did ask. I did ask Jason us that. I'm like, where do you come up with these? And he's like, don't know, mate. It's good. It's good.
3: But A was for Aggie. B was for Brown family. C was for Cup Double, and D was for Davidson Murray slash Callum. E. Now this proved a bit more difficult because there's pretty much all we could go with. I've seen a few examples on Twitter, European Knights, East Stand, uh, but the most popular answer, which came out more than any other one, which is the one we're going to go with, is SS or Ishkaiser for valid reasons.
0: Very valid reasons and topical, um, given we've just played uh, Galatasaray, on the Turkish side. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, that obviously there's been this um, sort of great bromance growing out of uh, the two, you know, between the two clubs. Yeah, actually, so not just the fans, that's so a very nice thing uh, with Steve Brown and the um, sort of head honcho at of Skies Sport, uh, having a little meet-up when Saints were over in in Istanbul. So, yeah, there's obviously been a great connection between the two clubs. I think also the other reason I'd go with is just the fond memories so many people have of that that trip over to Turkey.
3: Yeah, Turkey. you think Turkey, you think Turkey, you think Galatasaray, you think welcome to hell. And they're just their general shitty attitude, which which we which we now know does exist because they're they're assholes. Well, the majority of them. The arses, man. Yeah, they're they're just fucking arse pieces. Eh, Saint Donkeyston. I still can't get over that. Saint no <laughs> <sense.
0: laughs> Donkeyston
3: <laughs> doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But yeah, the relationship formed between the two clubs during that time resulted in them having a blue and white away kit and us having a red and black away kit, which in the European sense of things doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. Um, and especially between a Turkish team and a Scottish team. And the, the all the support and kind words we got from from their fans before the Galatasaray match and after the, the first leg and second leg, saying congratulations, our, we support St. John's stuff. And obviously we had uh, Firat on as well two weeks ago and he obviously speaks really kindly about the club. So I think Eskadi nice. Sports stands for not just more than a football club, uh, it, it's about football in general, uh, great memories for fans in the start of the European journey that we've been on over the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think they're a very, very fitting entry into the alphabet there. So we'll move on.
3: We've covered it. F. F next week. Easy as that. Where are we going with F? Fear up. Fear. Fear. Oh, is he PH? No, he was F. He was FYHR. But I'm sure you could come up with something better than that. Could it be a player? Could it be a club? Could it be a time in history? What St. Johnson memory is evoked by the letter F? Let us know. Let us know what you think. So we have got another match. They are coming thick and fast. We're away to Lask.
0: We are away to Lask, and it's just it's non-stop, isn't it? And again, it's sort of reaping rewards for the great deeds of last season. Obviously, in an ideal world, would have been playing Randers, but Stevie Randerson. Hey, Stephen Randerson and yeah but last to get into I mean it's a tough game it is a tough tough tie and but again I'm, I feel it's a bit like the Galatasaray thing you just don't really put anything past this team
3: don't know what this meant I know they've had a very good run of matches in Europe um, getting to the quarterfinals of the Europa League last season uh, losing out to Manchester United in the last 16 maybe yeah, yeah. last 16 but on the way I think they're in a the group with AZ Alkmaar I can't remember who else was in their group. Sporting of Portugal, and I can't remember the last one, but
0: I think they only lost one match in their entire group. They were they were a good outfit, and probably maybe not one of the maybe not one of the particularly better known clubs in in European football. But still, you go by sort of results, and you go by what you see in front of you, and you know, getting a free 8 draw with Tottenham in Europa League last season. There, it's going to be a very very tough tie, but hopefully, away first leg. Excuse me, sorry. Hopefully we're still in the tie come the return of Mcdermott, and hopefully we can get Mcdermott packed out again.
3: Exactly. But before that, home leg, we've got Dundee United at home on Sunday back on league duty. That's a big tie as well. Uh, they'll bring a good support up if they're allowing away fans in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously that's still uh, an area that needs to sort of be worked on, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's been a while since we've played United with anyone there as well. That'll be good. It'll be a great game. Um I just hope
3: they don't tire this early on in the season. Hope Thursday doesn't take too much out of them. They didn't leave anything on the park on Thursday night against Galatasaray So I don't know, there'll be uh, there'll certainly some changes made against our broth. So yes. we'll wait and see. It's another big massive let's not take it for granted. It's a massive another massive European game. A chance again, only two legged away fair away from being in a group stage until Christmas. Massive, massive match.
0: it's, it's an enormous opportunity. And, yeah, they just can't, just don't die wondering. Yeah. And they, and they won't, they won't. They, they'll perform to the best level they possibly can. And if that's enough, then it's it might not be enough. That's the brutal reality of things. Mm-hmm. But they'll give themselves every chance of it being enough. Exactly
3: right. We can't really say much more. it. I don't know enough about the team, but you, as you say, we touched on it earlier with uh, Colin McCready. You've seen him against Man United, where they scored four in their last... 10 minutes or so to beat them 5-0 at Old Trafford uh, just before the lockdown but it's a, it's a tough task it's, I don't think it's any easier than Galatasaray
0: no I would, certainly won't say so but we give a good showing against Galatasaray so just enjoy it Yeah, enjoy as, it as long as the
3: fans can get out in force again against Dundee United and against lacks the following week but we'll, we'll touch on that again uh, in next week's episode but as always we all have a guest on and if we get on who we're hoping to get on, it should be an absolute cracker, Dan.
0: i it'll be smashing, be absolute blockbuster.
3: Be brilliant, and we'll also cover the Dundee United game, the last away leg. Just the games are coming thick and fast. Plus, we'll have all our usual features, maybe some new ones. Who knows?
0: Who knows? We've got we've got lots of stuff. we've got features coming out of
3: our ears, ears and our soul. They're coming out everywhere. Again, thank you to all our subscribers for subscribing. You'll have the interview with Colm McCready coming in your inbox. We're running shy on hoodies now, so we've not got many of them left, but if you do want uh, a mug or a t-shirt or a hoodie, go to doggersaints.com and have a look at our wee merch. It just keeps the likes on in a uh, podcast towers, as they say.
0: Yeah, and um, we do appreciate any any support in any in any way at all. So, uh, And particularly just your support in listening. Yet again, as we keep saying, if you weren't listening, we wouldn't do it. So, And we love doing it.
3: We do. And thanks for it. I know the Saints fans are a great bunch, especially over this week, or last week, I should say, with the ticket situation. Just random people. They've got 10 free tickets available, putting out to the public who wants a ticket, who needs a ticket. That is a community kind of spirit that this club's got, which makes us all very proud to be St. Johnson fans.
0: Absolutely. And I noticed that, obviously, being being an outsider who's come in. It's, yeah, I, I found that absolutely fabulous. I think just... Nobody wanted anyone to miss out, even people that don't know.
3: Yep, just made sure everybody got And that's, it. A,
0: that's a wonderful, wonderful character trait.
3: So people like John Dunbar, Kevin Heller, these names um, you'd have seen quite a lot. They kind of put it out there to, to everybody who didn't get a ticket. But everybody who wanted to go to the game, I think pretty much managed to get one. I know there was a wee bit nickel at the start when, well, I go to Saints games, but I'm not seeing the gold, blah, blah, blah. But I think everybody who wanted to go to the game did get to go to the game. Yeah.
0: I think that's that's absolutely fair well you're never going to please everyone are you um, but if you can please as many people as they have this week and sort as many people out as they have this week then yeah, job's are good job
3: is indeed a good one that's another episode that's episode 26 in the bag for the week we'll look forward to seeing you next week bye bye see ya